Hey everybody, it's me, John Raphael. Welcome to OK, Let's Go. Five topics, 30 minutes. I've been gone for a few weeks having the time of my life in Europe. I missed you all, but I am back and I'm ready to jump back into hot topics. And you'll be happy to know that I have nothing to say about Scandaval anymore. It's gone. It's out of my life. Today, I am joined by the stunning and stellar Maura Manley. Did I say your name right, Maura? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But that's how everyone else would say it. Maura uh, Manel. Manel. But did I get at least correct that you are stunning yes. and stellar? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's you're, really you're, all that all's, mm-hmm. all's forgiven. Yeah. Well, Maura Mannell is a fellow Connecticut girl. We both have our 203 area codes and I will never give mine up. Yeah, neither do I. I. I love to see the 203. I also never got the concept of when you move to a new place, you should change your number. That seems like a lot of work. I mean, I've heard that like when I first moved out here, people were like, you should you should get rid of your 203 number because, you know, people are in the industry and they're going to want to hire a local LA. And if they see a 203, they're going to be like, oh, he's probably not even living here. And I'm like, mm, we'll see. I think it's fine. I can just show up. Yeah. yeah that seems like a, that's such a, one of those bad LA advice things. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I love Connecticut. I will hang on to my Connecticut pride, my Connecticut 203 number for as long as is humanly possible. Um, so yeah. You are an actress and I want you to plug yourself. So tell the people what you've been on, what you're working on, and also what dream role would you have? Oh, I like these questions. Okay. Uh, What I've been on, well, I guess most recently I was on (laughs) NCIS LA. I did a co-star where I was a grieving widow. Fun fact, the show is now canceled, Um, but check it out. Last season, uh, I think that it was a decision. It's been, it was 14 seasons. You're not saying we're not saying you tanked the show now with your green. No, 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 definitely not. Wasn't me for sure. No, I, yeah, after they watched my episode, they're like, oh, this, yeah, we're going a different direction. Um, but that was cool. That was probably the, the last big thing I did. And I have a movie coming out, a feature film I did last fall called A Trip Elsewhere, where a I was trip the elsewhere. Lead. Wow, yeah. I'm really Wait, excited about you're it. You're the lead. Yeah, there's four of us and there's two main leads. Basically, it's set during the pandemic, but it doesn't get into like a lot of that stuff, which I'm kind of happy about. It's just during that time. Yeah, we're just during that time and four friends decide to microdose acid, but then we overdose. And um, and no, it, you well, that's, I don't. Yeah, you have to watch the movie, but it'll be out um, later this summer. So I'm very excited about that. And there's a little bit of a writer strike happenings, maybe. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, SAG strike ha- happening as well. So I've been writing a lot on my own and making my own sketches. I have a sketch show once a month, the fourth Sunday of every month at 930 at the Pack Theater with my sketch team, Wiggle Room. Wiggle so Room? Catch- yeah. Why do I not know? Chelsea has been, you know, keeping keeping me in the dark on these things. I should- I mean, first of all, congratulations on NCIS because that's a huge franchise in general. CBS is still the dominating network uh, network channel and NCIS is a huge franchise. So the fact that you've been able to be part of the NCIS multiverse, I will say. Oh, I like that. That yeah. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the regular NCIS and there's NCIS LA. And I know they 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 either spun it off or they were planning on spinning it off. Um, and this is NCIS LA, is the, was it the one with LL Cool J? Am I making that up? Yeah, that's the one with Ella Cool J. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris O'Donnell? 
Yes, from who was so Robin? many sexual awakening, Chris O'Donnell. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to work with him, but I wish. Uncle Jay was great. But I like that you said multiverse because that makes me feel like, yeah, I my dream when I was like a kid, because you asked about my dream role, I, I think I definitely wanted to be in the multiverse like X-Men in Marvel movies or DC. That'd be really fun to do. I think now I would love to have, I've been writing my own like TV show and I'd love to have my own dark comedy show dark comedy. Right, that, I, that I star in. And like a, a flea bag situation where I like write star and yeah, it's all about me. That's what I want. That's my dream. <laughs> I think that's, that's <laughs> we all want shows that are just all about us. You just write the show, I'll publicize the show. We can have Chelsea Perfect. do the starring roles. We're like we we can all, all just one of us needs to really make it, and then the, all of us will make it. So yeah. yeah, and I love the idea of that Chelsea plays every single guest star role. I actually did have an idea for a spoof once where I was like, and Chelsea's going to play every role that that my friend James and I wouldn't play. Like Chelsea's going to be the cook. Chelsea's going to be the, sh- the the cop. Like Chelsea's going to be our agent. Like I, I kind of love Chelsea. Chelsea can wear many hats. Um, she really can. I honestly think this is, you're, we're onto something. Yeah, this is good. Onto something, yeah. The Chelsea, the Chelsea Mora John Wiggle Room sketch show is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. You see how quickly I turned a show about you into a show about many people, including myself. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And, and also, every time I I feel like I'm on a podcast, Chelsea's name comes up. So here we are. Well, you know, she is the great linker. So here she is. She is. <laughs> oh my god. So let's get into the hot topics. Okay, let's go. So last week, a submersible holding five passengers tragically imploded on its way down to the wreckage of the Titanic, which sank in 1912. The story dominated all headlines, and while we all know how it ended with the death of the five people aboard and countless articles about the safety of the vessel, how much oxygen was left of the passengers had still been alive, etc., I wanted to focus in on two specific things, mostly because this topic has been talked about ad nauseum. I could hear my boyfriend in the other room probably rolling his eyes at just me bringing up the submersible, but here we go. So first off, why do you think this story dominated the headlines? Rich people. Yeah. Right? Doing crazy things. I think, yeah, so we don't have to go into like, oh, you know, obviously it's sad. People die. These are people's lives and there's family members grieving. That's really sad. But I think the absurdity of things that are happening now that rich people are doing and what they're spending their money on, it's so absurd. And it's like, oh, this is real life. You have so much money, but you're like, oh, I'm going to go into this very dangerous thing and go to the one place that we've never really explored before and risk my life because are you because they're bored or is it bragging rights that to me is really fascinating i think a lot of people jump on that the absurdity of it oh yeah i mean it's it's definitely the absurdity of it i think you can compare this to to the rich people that have been going into space recently for like 20 seconds i mean it's not that short but it feels that short to me but i but it really is they can only be up there for a certain amount of time i mean yeah. oh, wow i mean listen if i had a lot of money i would love i'm very fascinated by space I would love to go to space and I'm whatever, spend your money however you want to spend it. But it's just like, what? You went into a little, like a tin can to the depths of the ocean to go see where other rich people perished. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. It is rich people doing, you know, reckless things. But um, I suppose like a disaster like this doesn't happen very often. I know there was oh, yeah. you know, a lot of scrutiny because this is five rich people or five people that are dying. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, there are migrant ships heading to the U.S. every day, and that's not getting covered. But yeah. you can only focus on what is going to be focused on. And the Titanic, yeah. 
for some reason is still that girl. She is still that girl. She is still that girl. (laughs) Oh, my favorite thing actually of all these like memes and all these things that happened was when it was, I forget what it was. It was, it wasn't an onion headline. It was a real headline. It was like, finally, James Cameron has broke his silence. About this merciful. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. No, literally. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing when I got the alert. Like, James Cameron breaks the sentence. I was like, who the fuck cares what James Cameron thinks? Like, um, I was reading my friend's book and she was talking about how after 9 11, like MTV News cut into, like, hey, and we have Ja Rule. Like, Ja Rule, what's your reaction to 9 11? And it's like, who the fuck cares what Ja Rule thinks about 9 11? It's like, yes, yeah. you know, James Cameron uh, has been down to the Titanic 38 times. He's mentioned that he was down. He's been visited the ship more than the actual captain. Of the Titanic was on it. But also, do we need your take, James? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I think that's what it is. I think people well, we all at social media, people just jump on the bandwagon. They want everyone wants to go viral. People jump on that stuff. It's yeah. No, totally. And I think that brings the next thing that I kind of want to talk about with this is mm. like, as you said, the memes and the internet has had a field day with, with kind of everything and jokes and all sorts of laughs. And for the most part, that was before we all knew the outcome, because for five whole days, like people thought that there could be hope and that these people could potentially be rescued, even though every hour that went by, that seemed less and less likely. Um, but my question there is, what do you think about the comedy of it all in the midst of potential tragedy in general? I think it's because I do comedy. I think there's a layer of like extreme uncomfortability and people use comedy to like to mask that pain instead of actually talking about, wow, this is really scary. Should there be regulations around this? Like maybe, you know, or maybe we should be talking about what's really going on in like, you know, the migrant ships and things like that. And people make it more of a joke and a meme instead of talking about the real meat and bones of it. Yeah, totally. comedy mass pain. <laughs> it's hard. Like for me, it is tough because I obviously like I've worked in comedy. I love a good joke, but I personally like would not feel comfortable making some of the jokes that I've seen. Um, I mean, again, there's a lot of funny ones. Like people were saying, like, yeah. how, would you, how would you like this is me being like exiting the the submersible and like it's Destiny's Child on the raft, like from the Survivor oh, video, and, like, just different like under like the Little Mermaid popping up in in different aspects, and that stuff is funny to me, but. It is people's lives. And I think that's where I personally have a hard time with yeah. those jokes. Yeah. I don't think I can make them. Some of them are so ridiculous. I, I, I There's also this phenomenon of when people come together, it does bring people joy, even when it's like very dark times. It's yeah. this, this wild phenomenon of jumping on the bandwagon. Remember like the blue or gold dress, even though that's not tragic at all. But people like had <laughs> at all. it's not tragic at all. Maybe it was tragic for that woman. But <laughs> but it's just this phenomenon of people coming together. And I think there is like some kind of joy in that in a very dark, kind of twisted way. I wish we came together about more positive things. And like so we can actually do some real change. But yeah, I couldn't make jokes like that. I mean, listen, I definitely appreciated one that I'll share where it was someone created the submarine emoji or there is already a submarine emoji and they're like just know if i send this to you you've lost me <laughs> see I don't, it, it's pretty it's good. Funny. like i think that's the other thing too is like yeah 
there were so many like a plethora of jokes like it seemed mm-hmm. like everyone was making a joke so like we kind of were beating this thing to death and then on yeah. top of it, the news is handling it from a different so it was just like a lot of submarine to the point where I was like I don't want to hear about the submarine anymore I don't want to hear about the submersible like I hope they're okay but like I don't need to hear about it yeah I actually didn't I mean I got obviously got the alerts on my phone and I read about it but then I stopped and I it was just like getting texts and dms from people people just kept sending me those things and I'm just like oh yeah people have a field day it's kind of sad it was the story that couldn't stop but on a lighter note okay good <laughs> the worst show that i love <laughs> much is back <laughs> and i am of course talking about and just like that which returned for season two on max formerly hbo max or whatever it was called beforehand they're doing a rebrand but if you've been sleeping under a rock and just like that is the next chapter of sex in the city and these first two episodes really gave me a lot to laugh at and for the record i don't think the show is good but I want a million episodes. It just, it feels like home. It feels like a warm hug. It is the ladies that I grew up with and now I'm seeing them in their later years. And, you know, they're there for me and I want to be there for them. But million dollar question for you. What do you think about Che Diaz? Uh, Oh, okay. I feel like this is a two-parter. Last, the first season of this, I was really excited for Che Diaz. First of all, I love is uh, Sarah Ramirez. Yeah, Sarah Ramirez. Yeah, from uh, she was, they were initially in Grey's Anatomy and they won a Tony for Spam a lot. Like very, very talented. Very, very talented. Super talented. I was so excited to see them. And also I feel like, oh, okay, here's like a real, this is a real New Yorker. And now (laughs) these four women, I'm like, this is great. This is exciting. Exciting for Miranda. But then I just feel like, yeah, this season, I'm like, I don't know if I like you. The thing is so put on. I'm like, where is the heart to this character? And I guess we're talking about the episodes. I can do spoiler alerts. So. Yeah, yeah, give a spoiler. It's fine. If, oh. uh, apologies to anyone that hasn't watched the masterpiece that isn't just like that. It's yeah, it's not the succession finale. So I think we're okay. Right. Yeah. Everyone does. Okay. So when Miranda's like in the first episode, Miranda's like insecure about the relationship, maybe thinking it's just about like sex. And then it's revealed that she's insecure about her body, which is like totally valid and fair. It just felt like maybe it's not necessarily like the character's fault, but just the way it was like written. It just seems so like false and, and fake. And it like, I was like, I don't know. Does yeah. she love Miranda? I just thought, I think I'm in a stage and maybe we're supposed to be doing this we're like there for Miranda. I'm just questioning Che Diaz motives with our girl, Miranda. Totally. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about you. It's funny with Che because Che, not unlike the submersible became like a natural <laughs> conversation the first season. Mm-hmm. People just did not like the character. Oh yeah. They didn't like Miranda's decisions. Cause obviously everyone was rooting for Miranda and Steve. And then mm-hmm. the writers took all the feedback and we're like, you know what? We're going to double down on Che. We're going to double down oh on Che so much. We're going to take Che and Miranda out of New York, send them to Los Angeles. And it's like, really? This is the direction we're going yeah. in? Also, what's annoying me is like, I'm kind of sick of seeing, like Miranda is a smart character. Like she's a lawyer. She is accomplished. And they're making her into such a bumbling like idiot. Like the her getting out of the like the self-deprivation tank like not knowing how to order oh my god over. it's like come on people Miranda deserves better than that yeah I don't like oh yeah so that point it's frustrating I don't mind seeing a little you know um vulnerability with her and like I, I've been there I've been in like being in relationships where you're really vulnerable and you're like overthinking things and you're insecure so it's kind of nice to see her but it's like yeah she deserves better than this this is bs 
she's stronger than this. I won't oh, yeah, snap out of it. Yeah. So I don't know. You're, I like your point about they're doubling down. <laughs> they're doubling down on Shay, but yeah. you can too about like the what what Sex and City does really well is talk about relationships and friendships and that vulnerability in the beginning of a new relationship that Miranda's mm-hmm. feeling that you felt that I felt like it is a real thing. So that's why I'm like, okay, let, let's explore this. And then, okay, we have her coming, like crawling out of a, a sensory deprivation tank. And I was like, okay, guys. Yeah, please. like that. She's not like incapable of doing things. Yeah. But, I like her questioning her relationship though. For sure. And that's what we want to see. But that's also one of the reasons why, like, would I even be talking about it if she hadn't crawled out of that self uh, sensory deprivation tank? No, because it was so ridiculous and it's so stupid. And also, they dropped that Che is married. Like they're really giving Che like a full backstory, full oh, yeah. backstory. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're just making. Uh, go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. <laughs> do you like the show in general? Okay, I do. I feel similar to you. I like that you said it's like a warm hug. It's something that I like to put on when I'm cleaning or yeah, if I'm having like kind of like a solemn day, I'm like going to put this on because I love these characters. You know, I, I feel like I grew up with these women as well and it's nice. And I like a lot of the, the new characters, but it is so getting so ridiculous. Uh, beyond. And also I like know. it's, it's almost. I- they're like just overcorrecting everything that they didn't do in the original show in terms of diversity oh yes and i get it it's great to be inclusive but like it just feels like they're checking off boxes at this point um yeah also charlotte's friend um who's played by nicole ari parker who's like the very affluent um black woman with you know with the husband and the kids and she's juggling it all she's supposed to be a documentary filmmaker and i'm like in what world when 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 in how her, when when is she doing leaning that? over her computer at one point in lingerie she's like i'm just waiting for a, a, a edit to come in i'm like no girl you could you take that at the edit bay like this is not believable oh no, it's so yeah it's so not believable it's it's so ridiculous yeah and i'm i also did i didn't do the research on this but i'm like i hope there's black women writers in the room are there There are i believe that there are i don't quote me okay. on that, but i believe last yeah. year that there were yes i'm like okay yeah i mean it's definitely when I get that there's like corrections and things like that, but yeah, I feel like it's like so put on. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I will say Carrie Bradshaw has become less annoying to me in this series. I, I, yeah, I like her arc. Although again, like it towards the end of the second episode, spoiler alert, she like puts this podcast business, like completely, she makes it go completely under because she wouldn't, you know, talk about a vagina ad, but like, as she's as her show's getting canceled and the whole place is getting burned down, Carrie's just like, okay, like no remorse that she put all these people out of work. She's like, okay, on to the next thing. Right. Thursdays are free now. Yeah. So she's going back to her little selfish Carrie ways. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Maybe she hasn't grown, but um, I'm very excited for the Samantha Jones cameo that we'll oh. get the season. It's what everybody wants and needs. Yes, I love Samantha. I think that about all the characters, and yes, Samantha's bio was always my favorite. Yeah, it just doesn't feel the same without her, but it doesn't feel necessarily bad. It's like when the Spice Girls did a tour without Victoria. Like, it's not the same, but it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I'll, I'll keep watching it. I will always keep watching it. So that's oh, I'm going to keep talking about it every week. Um, yeah. <laughs> on that note, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker had a rock and roll themed gender reveal this past week, and the couple revealed that they're having a baby boy. Courtney has three kids, Mason, Penelope, and Rain with her ex, Scott Disick, and Travis Barker of the bland Blink-182 has two kids with ex, Shanna Mokler. Congrats, I suppose, to the couple. Um, but 
I wanted to talk about gender reveals in general because I think they're pretty dumb. But what do you think? Yeah, I think they're pretty dumb. I've never been to one. I was never, I've never been invited to one. Uh, I don't know anyone that's had them. I think they're stupid. I guess if you do them, like, cool, don't burn down, you know, Malibu. Yeah, well, that's the thing. People got way too busy with those with fireworks and and like, fine. If it's a cake, cake is blue or pink, fine. Like, live your life. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting anyone, that's fine. I they're stupid. I did watch this video with them doing it, and they're like, they had VIP passes and things like that. I'm like, listen, I get it. You're in love. You're excited that you're having a kid, and they're older, which is exciting, right? But it's just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't care. No, I, I I don't care either. But I I I think I'm thinking about like if when I have kids, like I if I were to have like a whole gender thing, like I I just think I'd want that moment to be maybe a little bit more private. Like I just can't imagine. Yeah. I just don't have a good like poker face. So like if if it's just, I wouldn't want people reading into my reaction. Like because mm. I'd be happy either way. But like you know, yeah, you never know in the moment. Who knows? I need to. Oh, I mean, things. there's been videos, and I don't know if they're like real or not. Of like them find like say it was a male finding out that he was having a daughter or is their second daughter and you you can tell that he's not <laughs> happy about it it's like this is horrible this is on video forever on the internet and it's viral yeah, yeah i don't yeah i think it's a very private private moment i agree with you on that mm-hmm. but if you were to have a gender reveal party oh, what sure. what route would you want to take because there's a lot like i've seen you know people can pop a balloon people can give yeah. out cakes I saw one video where this woman farted and the 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 glitter that came out of her butt was blue. It was, yeah. I'll, I'll send that to you when I find it. It's Okay, mis- please send me that farting video. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what oh our relationship God. is going to devolve into. I love it. How does that even work? I I don't know. I think, I don't know if I'd want to party. I think I'd want to be private. Like, this is such a boring question or answer. I think I'd want to be private. Yeah, maybe the doctor put it in a card and like, yeah my partner give it to me I don't like don't think no, that's, party. that's trying to yeah and also yeah the idea now with gender too maybe I would do like an anti-gender reveal party in front of like Rick or Ron DeSantos's house or something yeah I think that's the way to go do an anti-gender party in front of Ron DeSantos's house <laughs> um I like your sentimental idea I remember I had a teacher in high school who they were having their baby like in January February so for Christmas they um they had the doctor put it in like a a gift and then they put it under the tree and they opened and found out the the gender together yeah I still yeah. think that is, is sweet it is like a private moment yeah yeah I mean for me I'd want like a McDonald's happy meal with like the gender spelled out in french fries so I think that's the route that I would want to take oh that's cute I like that yeah that's very me it's <laughs> very sweet <laughs> so things aren't going well for gender reveals things aren't going well for Meghan Markle and Prince oh. Harry um, the former Royals recently ended their $20 million deal with Spotify. Archwell Audio and Spotify announced in a joint statement that they mutually agreed to part ways after almost three years. And when any time I see something mutually agreed, I'm like, mm, sure, it sounds like Harry and Meghan were fired. Um, mm-hmm. The couple signed on to produce podcasts and audio shows for the streaming giant. But since landing the deal, Archwell Audio released only one audio series. The Meghan hosted Archetypes. Archetypes? Archetypes? I don't know. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Manly? Mammal? I don't know. We'll wow. see. Um, so uh, that's kind of all they did was Megan's podcast. And according to sources, Prince Harry had ideas for shows about the media and interviewing Trump and Putin about their childhood childhoods and how they got where they are. But the ideas didn't go further than that. And they failed to be executed. How are we feeling about Harry and Megan these days? I don't dislike them as humans. 
I don't know them. They seem like they're d- decent human beings. I'm very like, tired by them. Very excited by them. Yes. I don't care about you anymore. If you're going to do something, because I think what they represent to me is like breaking generational habits. And I think right. that was really amazing when they did that. And like, they realized that and like freaking praise Megan for like helping maybe see the light. But and all the, she went through a lot of horrible things. But I'm done. If you want to use $20 million, no. Their family's worth like $28 billion, right? Real family. Yeah. Why don't you make a podcast about how you, you steal all that money and distribute it out to all the families or the countries that, that real families stole from over the years? I just, no, I'm done. No, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the, the, the point that you made about their generational, like breaking tr- generational habits, like I think that's beautiful. I'm just kind of, it's just enough. Like, okay, yeah. we get it. You had the documentary, you had the podcast deal, you had the book. Um, what else, like what, what other juice are you trying to squeeze from this? And also what yeah. is me about them is like, please stop pretending that Megan specifically, that you don't want to be famous. Like you knew who Prince Harry was when you married him. Yeah. Roxy thing in New York last month was outrageous that they said it was like a wild chase. And then everyone was like, it wasn't actually a chase. Um, it's okay to want to be famous. Just stop pretending like you don't. I love that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that like they went through something and now they're just trying to milk it. I mean, that's what people do, but it's like, you don't need to. So clearly, yeah, you want to be in the limelight. Like you don't, they don't need money. Do they? No, they're fine. Right. So like, what are you doing? Back to their point too, about like, we just wanted our privacy and we just wanted to escape the media. Um, which is when they left the UK. I was like, and you went to Los Angeles? That's where you right. thought you were going to escape the, the limelight? You went to Tyler Perry's? Yeah. But again. Oh, that, those videos were ridiculous about like, oh, they found us. And it's like, you want to be found. Yeah. I, I don't know. She seems to forget that like, maybe because nobody knew her until she really like started dating Prince Harry, but she was like an actress on Suits. Like she was did yeah. like seven seasons of that show. Like it's okay, Megan. Like you can, you can still want to be. Yeah. Like an actor. It'll really. work. Like there's no, yeah. there's no in that. Just, you know, just kind of stop pretending the. I think one of the the big wigs at Spotify said like, you know, she's just not a talented person, which I thought was kind of harsh. Oh, I did like Suits. Exactly. I liked her in that. And the fact that she was a series regular, I mean, at such a young age, it's amazing. But I think that, um, oh God, where's my train of thought going? I think that they, if they want to do good, I don't understand interviewing Trump and Putin as kids, like who gives a crap, but if they want to do good, they can do that behind the scenes. And like, I'm sure that she, eventually she can just go on auditions. I think if they let stuff die down, she could be an actor again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They need to... my opinion. No, I agree with you. They need to kind Ugh. of into their next step. They can't have any more of these failed deals and they kind of need to stop making it about them. And if she wants to, I don't know what she wants. To, I don't know what he wants to do, but it's like, we've heard your story in a multitude of now. It's like, let's, let's pivot to the next thing. If you want to kind of stay relevant. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which um, on mm. May's show, she interviewed like Mariah Carey and a whole bunch of people, but Taylor Swift actually turned her down. Um, to appearing on the show. And Taylor Swift is our last topic of the day because she's getting ready to release her next re-recorded album. Um, Speak Now is hitting the world on July 7th and the album includes the hit songs Mine and Back to December. She performed the song Dear John from the album during her Eras tour and she hasn't performed that song since 2012. Now it's reportedly about her ex John Mayer who she dated when she was 19 and she's kind of asking fans to be more or less, you know, be respectful when the album is released and not to go after anyone they think the song is about. 
if you recall, they kind of were vicious to Jake Gyllenhaal a few yeah. years ago. Um, do you think her fans are going to listen? Okay. I'm not a Swifty, but I, let me tell you, I tutor and I teach preteens and teenage girls. Swifties are vicious. They, to me, I don't know if you're a Swiftie, but the, this just the teenage girls. I'm going to have every teenage girl come after me. I don't know if you have your fan no, base. I love, I, I, but, I like Swift, but I'm not a diehard fan, but you're right. The fandoms have been getting out of control and her specifically is. They're wild. terrifying to me. Cause to me, I see Taylor. I'm not a, like, I, th- I think she's super talented and I think she's like, seems like a lovely human and what she's doing. She, what she stands up for, it seems like really great. And I'm like, Absolutely. it's so interesting who her fans are or love for her main fan base going like, going after Jake Gyllenhaal listen we've all had guys like that I mean yeah it's I think it's the thing uh, it's just it's again her fans support her she can do no wrong but it's a toxic yeah. fandom in the sense it's that toxic they are out yeah. for blood. they're out for blood if anyone I'm I'm gonna pray for you that you know no Swifties are listening yeah because yeah we, have, we can't have your head on platter and I'm happy that she did say something that's imp- it's important and just in general to say things like that mm-hmm. but did she ever say anything warning them about like when this Jake Gyllenhaal stuff was happening because that was pretty intense no I don't I don't I don't recall her her doing anything fast yeah. um she you know she's she's been in the situation before where like she there was a joke about her on a Netflix show called Ginny and Georgia and she tweeted about how upset she was about the joke and then her fans went rabid against you know people that were on the show the actress on the show um, and it's stuff like that, that like she has, she actually yeah. has power. So I think it's actually smart yeah. growing up a, a little while. She's 33, she's grown up, but she knows kind of the power that she wields there and use your power for good. Cause again, yeah. what I said was I was 19. It was a long time ago. It doesn't matter anymore. Don't worry about John Mayer, who is problematic in his own right anyway. Yeah. I think that's great. I think she's doing that. And also I can't imagine being in someone like her position where she is, you know, a singer songwriter, she's writing about her past and she's probably in the beginning not thinking that people are going to take this to heart. And yeah, so I think it's finally good for her for staying, saying something, but it is a big responsibility. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And I don't think her fans will listen. And on that note, we've reached 30 minutes. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. This is so much fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for having me. And I hope you come back and I will definitely pronounce your name properly moving forward. Yes, I appreciate you.